0: Hey guys, it's Callie here with Mama Doodle, a podcast, and I'm here with
1: Mel from Mel Sof Lounge.
0: And today we have a special guest with us. I don't know if you guys remember our very first podcast when we were talking about the maternal mortality in the black community. Well, we have our guest from that show back here with us again today. Yolanda is here with us and she is going to share her birth story. Welcome back, Yolanda. Hey, Callie. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I usually be like, well, welcome to the Mama Dula More podcast. But honey, you've been here before, so you know the spiel. How's everything? (laughs) How's everything going? Everything
1: is going great. I can't complain. How about
0: you? I can't complain. Everything over here is good. I'm really excited. Good.
1: Good.
0: I'm excited to have you on to share your birth story. I'm
1: excited to share my stories.
0: Yes hello honey um so uh the first question that i have for you is uh how was your pregnancies and um were there any things that stood out to you that would you, that you would like to share with us
1: um i've had all great pregnancies um except my my second pregnancy um, i was the most sick with that one but nothing stood out in particular um, everything was was good. I had really good pregnancies.
0: Good. And I have a question for you. Why do you think you had really good pregnancies? No stress? No you ate well? Like why do you think that you had really good pregnancies?
1: Um maybe because I was younger. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, Maybe because I was younger. I didn't know much about anything like the knowledge I have now. I wish I would have known it then. Um a lot of things would have changed but um i guess because it was no stress i had a good support system so
0: yeah very good i like to hear that because most of the time people will say that their pregnancies have been you know a lot so i'm glad to hear that yours was not so i have a couple of more follow-up questions for you where did you give birth to your baby or babies and why did you feel that that was the best place to birth your babies
1: um, I have my first son, well, all my children were born in the hospitals, um, and again, like I said, I didn't know, um, and have the knowledge that I, I have now, um, or else things would have been a lot differently, would have been a lot differently, um, but, um, my children were born in Brooklyn and Queens. Okay. Ooh. Um.
0: Was there a the difference best. was there a difference in either way that you were treated at either one of those um locations?
1: Um my last son, my, my doctor was the bomb dot com. I love that man. I praise him. Really? Like um yes, that that was my best doctor ever. Um no my first birth, um the only difference was the doctors arguing in front of me about where they're going to take me to do my cesarean.
0: Oh, um, my they gosh. They were literally
1: in front of me arguing about whether they was going to do my cesarean. So,
0: Oh, my goodness. Um,
1: but I think I, I got really good care um, with each of my pregnancies.
0: Okay. So then I guess this next question wouldn't be um, valid because the next question that I usually ask is, did you experience any trauma during your labor? We didn't even speak about the labor yet or the birth. Did you experience any trauma there with any of them?
1: No. Okay. No. Um, Good. Because I've, I've had great experiences. Like I didn't, have, I didn't have any, no, I didn't have any trauma.
0: Good. I like mm. to hear that. I love to hear that so um can you share your birth story or stories with us and if you can tell everyone um about it so the floor is
1: yours (laughs) so my first um my first birth um I was barely sick um during that pregnancy um I'm exactly on my due date. Um, oh. Everything. Yeah, exactly on my due date. Everything went well. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, everything went well. I had phenomenal. Um, I had a, a midwife.
0: Okay. Um,
1: with that one, with that pregnancy. Um, with all of my appointments. Um, I think the only thing when I had him, they said he wasn't breathing. Okay. Um, so that may have been the only trauma that I had. Um, but... Did they ever tell you why? No. Okay. No.
0: So, can I follow up with a question? Did he have, um, was it, was that the reason for the C-section? Because I know that you say you have C-sections. Go ahead.
1: The reason for my C-section is I, so they say I have a tilted pelvis. Um, My oldest, he was a big baby. He was eight pounds. Um, So um, after, you know, they don't, they have, they have very little patience when it comes to, um, you know, waiting for your body to Mm -hmm. go through labor. They do. Um, And that may have been, you know what, that may have been my trauma. Because I I hated having to stay in that one position on my left side, um, that was very uncomfortable. So that may have been my trauma. Um, that was very uncomfortable for me. I wasn't allowed to um, move around or do anything. Um, and like I said, had like knowing what I know now, I definitely would have been somewhere where okay, I can move around. At least stay my bed or
0: something. Did you have an epidural uh, before your um before they set no. you up with the C section? They just made no. you stay on that side?
1: Just stayed on my side. Mm. Um my mom actually she was like, No, you don't need an epidural. That's right. Um so she was like no. Um I was so mad because everyone that came to see me was in the room eating McDonald's and I'm in here some <laughs> starving <laughs> <laughs> starving, and my sister and they in the McDonald's. And I my other sister, she's up at the monitor, and she's like, Oh, you have enough attraction. A uh, duh, I could feel it. Like, she got on my nerves with that. But <laughs> um they wouldn't give me nothing. I'm like, I get a piece of ice at least? Something? Um, but then I had a healthy baby. So we did my sister and I had a healthy baby boy. I was actually, I'm all over the place, sorry. But no, you're good. This
0: is your story. You tell it and you put the pieces together where they fit.
1: It was actually, when I, when I went into labor, it was actually about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. I was sitting on the couch eating a bowl of cereal <laughs> watching cartoons. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. And my water broke. So I went and I got in the shower. Because I already had my bags, everything packed. Went and got in the shower. Um, got dressed. And then I went to wake my mom up. It was like, my water broke. She said, oh, okay. So she jumps up. I mm-hmm. um, called my sister. My sister had kept, had come over. And we had walked down the street to the hospital. Because um, um, downstate was just down the a, down a street. Um, so we had walked down to the hospital. And there I gave birth to. My firstborn um, that's my one of my favorite son. hospitals
0: by the way, my yes. grandmother used to work there. Downstate is a very yeah. good hospital and a very good teaching hospital. Yes. I mean, they changed the name of it, but downstate in Brooklyn is a great, yes. great hospital go ahead, I'm sorry i had to I had to now, put you know, that in there and my second
1: son he was there as well um now, I love my doctor I had with him too. He was awesome um I was the sickest with him like I couldn't smell like any like bell peppers or anything like that made me so sick and nauseous um and like he would he would like stick into my ribs or somewhere he would position himself and if I would have moved him he would come back with a vengeance like don't touch me um but I had a good pregnancy with him um my prenatal care was was good with that um and i also had my downstate another cesarean um i think the reason i had a cesarean with him because they tried to um let me do a vaginal birth but i think the reason i had a cesarean with him was again i wouldn't i wouldn't dilate they wouldn't give me a chance
0: how long were you how long were you there before they suggested a cesarean to you? I'm just curious.
1: Um I don't in day I went in that day to be induced.
0: For the second one. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But how no, okay. okay. So with the first one, how long were you there before they suggested a C section?
1: So I probably got to the hospital maybe about because we didn't go by, probably it was like 6 o'clock in the morning, 6, 7 in the morning. I probably had my son, I think that evening.
0: Mm, okay. And then...
1: So I, was in, I was in labor for a good bit.
0: Well, labor takes time, so that's why I was asking. Well, yeah. How, how about, how about uh, with your second son?
1: Um, honestly, I, I honestly don't remember, but I, I did go in to be induced. Um and I guess I wouldn't dilate anymore, so they decided to do a cesarean with that one. Um and he was a, a good healthy baby. Um my youngest, um, that was I had phenom my my doctor. I had him in Queens, but my, my doctor he was he had a private um a private practice and that is my dude i love that man um i had great care it, it was it's a difference i would say with going to a private practice like have a doctor that has a private practice and like going to a clinic or a hospital um I, I got a lot more attention it wasn't like a rush visitation where i would go and see him um I was actually able to sit there and talk with him and, you know, express my concerns if I had any. Um, but he was great. Um everything was great with him, but that one he actually um he tried to start my be induced for that one too. I was scheduled for cesarean for that one as well. Um, so he tried to get my water to start leaking. Um, and then, I think that night, on uh, we was coming back from the movies about 12 o'clock that night, and my water broke in the car.
0: So um, he stripped your membranes to try to... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cause,
0: because you were set up for an induction. You didn't want to be induced. Right. Okay, right. Okay, gotcha. Okay.
1: I was scheduled for my cesarean because I had not been a cesarean. But he always encouraged me, like, hey, if you want to have a vaginal work, you can do it. Um, he never, you know, anything that I wanted to do, he was always okay. If you're, if you're comfortable with it, do it.
0: Good. I like that kind of. Like, I um, like that kind of provider because he lets you know, yeah. hey, if this is something you want to do, we can do this. I like that.
1: Yeah. He was an older Guyanese doctor. I, hey! I love that man. I love, love, love that man. But he was great. I love um, Guyanese
0: people. I'm married to a Guyanese man, so you you have that.
1: Yes, I would tell his wife every time I go see him. Like you know, we have a relationship, so this is my husband too now. So (laughs) share him because that was my
0: doctor. Oh, I love it! I Love it.
1: Yes, but yeah, he was great. Um,
0: Was he the person to deliver your son?
1: He was. Okay, he came there, and the funny thing about it, so like we, like I said, on the way back from the movies, I knew I was in labor that whole day, and I went to the hospital earlier that day because. I felt like I was leaking. it was like, oh, no, you're not leaking, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I went to get my, um, to do my pre-registration, you know, admin paperwork and everything. So that whole day, I was just, it was uncomfortable. I wasn't in pain. I was just uncomfortable because of contractions. And I'm like, I know I'm in labor. So we went to the movies. I had maybe like a sip of the drink and maybe two popcorn because I just didn't want to eat. So when I got to the hospital, they wouldn't give me anything. They're like, oh, no, because, you know, you had popcorn. My doctor came in and was like, they didn't give you epidural nothing yet. I was like, no. He said, man, come on. <laughs> so, he's like, why did not I give her nothing yet? Because I was just so uncomfortable. But he is my dude. That's my guy. And he took me in, had my cesarean. Um, and from there, that was my doctor until I left New York. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, all of my births had, you know, I had really good births, no issues. Um, so, yeah, I was I was really fortunate.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. So, <clears throat> I have a couple of follow-up questions for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. Um, if you could tell anyone that was considering getting pregnant or that is currently pregnant, um what would you tell them that would be the best course of action for them what do you mean so if let's say you had a niece or someone who was getting pregnant what would you tell them would be the best course of action when seeking prenatal care when seeking a hospital to go to and seeking um where they're going to deliver their baby would you tell them like hey you should go to um, this particular hospital. What bit of advice would you give to them, basically?
1: Always, I, I'm, I, I'm the type of person. I like to ask a lot of questions. I don't want to feel rushed, so I would suggest, like you know, being comfortable with that provider. Okay. Um, not feel like you have to be forced to, to do something, um, or if you bring up any suggestions or ideas, they're like, oh no. You know, you have to feel comfortable with that person because I mean, an interim so that person is in charge of not only your baby but your body. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be examining examining you inside and out. Um, so you have to be comfortable with that person, um, the environment. You want it to be a good environment, um, and you just want to be able to. Sit down and talk with that person, like I said with my last OB, um he like I said i anything I mean i anything <laughs> I would go and I would talk to that man about and every time I walk into his office he go they go to my superstar because ah. i mean i would I mean everything I would talk to him about, so you want to be comfortable and you want to have that relationship and that report with your provider is what I would say.
0: Okay. So, with your pregnancies and your experiences, what is your biggest takeaway from them? Knowing what you know now as opposed to then, what would be your takeaway?
1: Knowing what I know now, Mm -hmm. I most certainly um, probably would not have had cesareans. I definitely probably would try to go to um, maybe a birthing center um, I had midwives but it wasn't like you know that down home type midwife because
0: um, it was more clinical probably because it of was the hospital yeah. yeah
1: right right so I definitely um, I probably wouldn't have had the cesareans unless I necessarily had to
0: Okay, and when you say you necessarily have to, that was either you and your baby at risk. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> um. So here are the tough questions, okay? Because you know this is a pro-black podcast over here. You know, I speak deliberately and intentionally to black women, and I will. Mm-hmm. I am unapologetic about that. Okay. Um. What would you tell a black mom that wants to consider birthing her baby at a hospital, a birth center, or a home birth? What would you tell her?
1: Again, it would be the same thing. Um, you, have, you want to feel comfortable. Don't feel like you're going to be forced into something. Ask questions. Don't play like you don't know. Ask questions. When they want to come in there and just start doing stuff, why are we doing this? What's going on? I need answers. Always, always always ask questions.
0: Okay? And in your opinion, where is the safest place for a black woman to have their babies? and why?
1: If you can do it at home, then do it. So if you can be surrounded in that atmosphere, you can be surrounded by love, have your family and friends, a midwife, a doula, do it. If you can do it. If not, if you find a birthing center, um do it but you want to be surrounded, especially now with this colder stuff, you can't really have, you can't really be surrounded with all your friends and family that can have hospital. At the a birth zone, and so. center,
0: you can, and you can also at a home birth. Well, at
1: a home birth, yeah. And at okay, a birth, at and birth, and birth and center. At okay. a birth and
0: center, too. Yep.
1: Good. So yeah, I mean, if you can do that, then do that.
0: Okay. And, um, so now we're just going to have some conversation about different things. Right. Um, the, okay. So if you can have your baby at home, have your baby at home. Why do you feel that though?
1: I mean, it's just being in that, in a comfortable environment, being in a safe environment, you know, that environment, you again, you're, you're surrounded with your family. Um, you can move around you know as you wish and you need to be in a comfortable position you know your bed you can go and lay down and you know it's just your atmosphere you know it and you're comfortable so
0: okay and I'm assuming that you didn't have a doula for your uh any of your births right
1: no I had midwives um my okay. first two pregnancies
0: okay. gotcha gotcha Okay, and um, I think that's it. Mel, do you have any questions for her? No, no,
1: that was a very, very interesting story.
0: Very interesting, right? And it's well, your story kind of moved me because I got nostalgic because I love downstate hospital. Um, mm-hmm. it brought back memories for me, not that I gave birth there, but it brought back memories for me because that hospital is where my grandmother worked before she uh, she worked there for years. So I remember as a little girl going back and forth to the hospital. I love Downstate Hospital. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, your birth story was amazing because it seems like you had um, different stories. So that brings us back to no birth is ever the same, no pregnancy is ever the same, and no baby is ever the same. And then um, also it just blew my mind how the difference in Brooklyn was different than the experience that you had in Queens. That was another thing. And you bragged about your provider. I would love to know his name. What is his name?
1: Dr. Pierce. Oh, okay. And that is my man.
0: Is he uh, still practicing? Do you know?
1: Probably is. I would hope so. I wish I could bring him down here. He is amazing. He's amazing, amazing, amazing. Like, I'm, like, I don't know. Like, like I said, I was going to the his wife. Listen, we we have, that's my husband now, so, you know.
0: Well, I am glad to hear your stories, And I am, uh, that is the reason why I give this platform for uh, us to share our stories. Not just for us to share our stories, but. For us to share anything that is pertaining to Black maternal health, um, the Black maternal health crisis, Black women telling their stories, because not all stories end in a crisis, but we need to tell our stories our way. So that's that's the reason why I also have this platform. And I truly honor you for coming on here to uh, share your story with us and our listeners. Is there Thank anything you. else that you want to share with the listeners before we wrap
1: up? He never
0: told me how to make my daughter. He was supposed to tell me how to make my daughter. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, Dr. Piera, if you're out here listening, Yolanda said you didn't tell her how, how to make her daughter. I'm sure you know how to do that, my dear. Oh, that's a good uh thing. So you had all sons. All oh, boys. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well... You need to figure out how to make that daughter. Uh, yes. um. (laughs) (laughs) And now you know that you can do things a little bit different. Work on making that girl. And you know that you can do things a little bit different where you don't have to end up in a C-section. It's unnecessary. And you have a doula here that can help you through that. Even if I'm not physically there, I could be virtual with you. So I'll help you every step of the way if you decide to make that girl. You can do it. You can do it. Um,
1: I guess. <laughs> okay. Well,
0: get well. Get busy. So, um, <laughs> I want to thank you for your time and coming on our show to um tell your amazing birth story and experience here with Mama Dula More podcast. I really do appreciate you, and um, you were the last story that we were sharing to honor. Um, black mothers for this month. I mean, I honor y'all all all the time. I honor us all the time, but I wanted to make something really, really special for this month for us.
1: Uh, Thank you so much, Callie. You are welcome!
0: So, um, I also um, want to thank you guys for tuning in to the Mama Doula More podcast with your friendly neighborhood doula, Callie. If you want to find me on social media, I am Divine Peace Doula's Cali on Instagram, Divine Peace Doula's on Facebook, and Cali King on Facebook. And the CEO of Mel Lounge, Melon, If you want to find me on Instagram, that's at Mel Soap Lounge. M E L S S O A P L O U N G E. Um, go check out my shop. That's Mel Soap Lounge. We sell soaps and scrubs and gift boxes. And if you want to uh, friend me on um, Facebook, that's Melchizedek King uh, on Facebook, M e l c h i z d k. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. Thank you again for tuning in with us and hanging out and listening to Yolanda's story. Until next time, later, guys. Welcome to the Mama Do It More podcast with Callie and Mel, a podcast about life, love, and the Black family unit. So sit down with your neighborhood dude, with Callie, and the CEO of Mel Self Lounge, Mel. So press play so you and your tribe can listen to it. Today's episode is about Black best stories,
1: part six. Enjoy.